Amen, amen. God is certainly good all the time, ain't there, Mary? Right there, right there. I'm going to put this here. And all the time, he is good. Hey, man, um, it's just like God, you know, most of the prayers that just went forth was tied into the message I want to uh, minister to you today. Hey, man, I want to speak to you about comfort and comfortless times. Comfort and comfortless times. Amen. And, and comfortless means no relaxation or pleasures uh, to be found. Amen. But before I, I, I point you to scripture, I just want to share a story with you of an experience that happened to me when I was very young. Uh, I had to be about five or six years old. My mom used to go over to her, her uh, well, actually it was my godmother's house, to get her hair pressed just about every other week or so. <clears throat> and my godmother, she was much like uh, Sister Sandy here, our own very own Sister Sandy. She loved to bake stuff. She would love cookies, cakes, cupcakes, you name it, even crackers. She, she would bake it. Amen. And so um, she would always say, bring Calvin with you. I'm going to bake him something. So I would always tag along with my mom. And uh, she would just bake stuff for me and just let me sit there and play in it. And I'd just play in cakes and play in cookies and all of that uh, just for the fun of it. End up being a pudgy little kid, but that's all right. Uh, her intentions was good anyway, amen. And so one day I was over there playing at the house, long story short, and um, I ran into a corner of a doorpost. And I got a cut over my eye, Mark, and uh, it was, uh, my, my mom had to rush me to the hospital and she contacted my father. And my father, he came and he met us there at the hospital. Me being a child that young, I was terrified of hospitals. Um, the minute we drove up in front of the hospital, I just lost it, you know, and I'm kicking and screaming and bleeding all at the same time. So when they got me in there, um, my dad came in, the room, he said, listen, you're going to have to calm down so they can get this thing under control, you know. So he said, i tell you what. He said, take my finger. Gave me his index. And he said, every time you hurt, squeeze it hard as you want to. I'm going to hurt with you. So I said, okay. So I'm down there, and every time I could feel the pinch because they sewed you up the old-fashioned way. They didn't put you to sleep. You can feel the needle going. You can feel the thread following the needle all of that, and it was painful. But every time I, I really felt that prick of the needle, I squeezed my dad's finger hard as I could, and he would groan with me, go, mm, you know, as to say, I'm, I'm hurting with you. Okay, so I was able to bear that and get through that, and finally got stitched up. Um, years later, I, I decided to test his theory myself. I grabbed my finger, and everybody, you can do it now. Grab your index finger and squeeze it hard as you can. It don't even hurt. <laughs> so, <laughs> my dad played me, didn't he? So what I did was, later on in life, I questioned him about that. Me and, the, <laughs> me, him, and my uncle, Kenan, was in the car together going to work or somewhere. Yeah, Uncle Child. I said, Dad, remember when we, I was little and I, I had stitches over my eyes? You told me to squeeze your finger and uh, so he said yeah 
And so uh, I said, I found out that wasn't hurting. You, you, you weren't hurting with me, was you? He said, no, but I'm going to tell you something. He said, when I was in the Army, he said, that's an old Army trick. He said, when I was in the Army, whenever a soldier got wounded, and we had to struggle to get him back to the medics and what, um, he had to sque squeeze our finger, you know, to get through the pain. And the whole psychology about that is when you know somebody is suffering with you, it kind of helps you get through it. Amen? Amen? It kind of helps you get through it. So um, we're going to talk about comfort today. I'm going to point you to a scripture in 2 Corinthians, the first chapter, starting at the third verse and seven. Third verse through seven. Now listen, it says, Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort, who comforted us in all our tri tribulations. Did you hear the word all? Amen. Who comforted us in all our tribulations that we may, this is the point, we may be able to comfort them that are in trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted. And we ourselves are we're comforted with the knowledge of God. We're comforted with the fact that we know God is in our lives. God is in control and that he's comforting us. It's just a comfort to know that he's in our lives. And I'm sure each and every one of us here today know somebody who's going through this pandemic situation. They're just totally stressed out. They're just totally uh, just losing it. And they're probably wondering, how is it that you, Sam, are so calm? How is it that you're so comfortable through all of this? They're probably wondering that, but that, that is the comfort of knowing God and the comfort of his Holy Spirit, which is the comforter uh, in our lives. Amen? Okay, and we know the old, uh, the famous uh, 23rd Psalms, you know, the, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside still waters. He restoreth my soul. Um, my cup runneth over that part. But the scripture uh, on number four, it says that, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. And in that passage, David was given a scenario of a shepherd, amen, uh, attending the sheep, and they carried this big rod, sometimes a rod and a staff, amen, and that was to warn off any wild animals that came to attack the sheep or possibly attacked him. So he found comfort in that. Anytime he left the house, you know, sometimes you leave the house, you're like, man, I'm forgetting something. But anytime he grabbed that rod and that staff, he was comforted by the idea that if something attacked him, he was able to protect himself. Amen. Amen. And in Isaiah 66 chapter, uh, verse 10 through 13, I'm just going to read 13. But what was going on there was the children of Israel was falling out of love with God. They were beginning to uh, worship idol gods and they were beginning to be just totally uh, disrespectful to God. They even went as far as instead of sending up uh, sacrifices of a pure lamb, they were sacrificing dogs and pigs thinking they can pull one over on God. Who could pull something over on God? 
Okay, so God was letting them know, now listen, when you get to Jerusalem, if you remain faithful to me, you will be comforted. And this is what it said in, in verse 13. It says, as one whom is, uh, as one whom his mother comforteth, so will I comfort you, and ye shall be comforted in Jerusalem. He was letting them know, if you just remain faithful to me, and not go all off like these other, uh, like the other people are, and worshiping idol gods and all that, you will be comforted, just like a mother comforts a child. And we all can identify with that. We can all identify with, it's nothing like the comfort of a mother. Amen? Amen? It's nothing like the comfort of a mother. Even though sometimes she might fuss at you before she gives you a comforting word or embrace you, you fall off your bicycle as a kid, the first thing you do is run looking for mama. First thing you holler is mama, mama. You're running to your mama. And uh, I, I often share this with my wife as uh, when you all are, are, those of you who are adults and women, um, you have a responsibility. You have a responsibility to answer your phone and return phone calls. Because I don't know, I don't care how old your children are, the first time they, every time they get in trouble, the first thing they're going to do is call mama. That's the very first thing they're going to do. They're going to try to contact mama for that comfort. Amen. The comforting of a mother. Amen. All right. And in Matthew, the fifth chapter, uh, we all know the famous story about the rich ruler who came to, uh, rich ruler of the, well, not rich, but the ruler of the synagogue. He came to Jesus and beckoning him to come see about his 13-year-old daughter who was sick. Amen. So Jesus was on his way, and we all know the story how uh, the crowd was thronging him, and then uh, someone touched the hem of his gar garment. But that woman who touched the hem of his garment, uh, she stood there in fear after Jesus turned around and said, who touched me? But listen to the words that Jesus comforted her with. Jesus said, Daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith has made thee whole. Go in peace. Be of good comfort. Amen. The comfort of knowing that you, the, the, the virtue has won out of me and you're now healed by the very presence of God, by the very power of God, and it was all because of your faith. Amen. Um, and Matthews, the fourth, the fifth and the fourth chapter, or the Matthews, the fifth chapter, number four, <laughs> and I'm getting uh, her back and getting her trouble back there. Uh, we all know that um, the Beatitudes, the very second Beatitude Jesus voiced, he said, blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. If you ever thought about Whose idea was it to have a funeral in a church setting? Whose idea was it to have a funeral in a funeral home with a bunch of godly people around and all of that, people weeping and mourning with you? And whoever came up with that concept was on point. Because when you're around the presence of God or when you're in a godly atmosphere, it just brings you comfort as you're mourning. And we all know when we go to funerals, from family, friends, whomever, we go to funerals, we're not there to watch them mourn, 
We're not there to watch them cry. We're there to mourn with them. We're there to cry with them and to embrace them. And sometimes it's just your presence. You don't have to say a word. It's your presence that comforts them. Just them knowing you're a godly person, your presence brings comfort to them. Amen. Um, I can remember a time where a young lady on my job, she was just highly upset. I came in one morning and she was cussing and weeping and all of that, tears flowing and everything, and she was fussing about something to one of the dispatchers. And I came in and I'm like, ooh, you know. So I just kind of walked politely and calmly over to my locker, got my stuff out. And as I walked back past her, she started calming down a little bit. And I just touched her on the shoulder. I said, it's going to be all right. And I just kept on going out the door. And she just started weeping. She just started weeping. And the very next day, the dispatcher said, I was so glad you came in that day. <laughs> and he said, I don't know what you did to her, but she was highly upset, and she was just having a fit. I didn't know she was just out of control. But it was just the idea that she knows I'm a godly person, and she knows that um, just, the, just my presence gave her comfort in, okay, this situation is going to be okay. And I just tapped her and said it's okay. But the whole thing, uh, um, Apostle Paul was trying to tell us in 1 Corinthians that we are to comfort people with what we have and that what we are comforted by, which is the Holy Spirit. Amen. When, when we all know people who are going through, we see it every day, especially in this day and time. Um, I want to encourage you today to use that to comfort people. Call somebody. Just about everybody in here touched on it as they was praying this morning. I said, thank you, God, for confirmation. Amen. Amen. That uh, it, We are to reach out. We're vessels of God. And I know some people don't like this term, not terminology, but we're puppets in a sense. God's hand is in us. He reaches out through us. He speaks through us. Amen. He comforts people through us, his children, who are down here. And we all know in a time like this, there's no other time, uh, but a time like this is much needed for us to comfort people. So I want to encourage your hearts today to call someone you haven't talked to anybody. Somebody that you know, even from your past, that always stressed a lot. Give them a phone call. And if you're not a good talker, send them a postcard, a letter. Amen. You can go to any Walmart and pick up a card that says what you're thinking. You can just read through some cards and say, oh, man. That's my exact thoughts. You ever been there? And uh, you can send that card out to them to comfort them. Use that comfort. Don't be selfish and keep that comfort to yourself. We can't sit alone at home and, and sip on lemonade and say, well, I'm cool. I'm straight. They can panic all they want to you as you're watching the news. No, we have to reach out and we have to comfort somebody. Amen? We have to comfort somebody. Let us pray. Father, in Jesus' name, Dear God, we just thank you and praise you, dear God. Lord, you are so thoughtful, so thoughtful as to give your son, dear God, your only begotten son, that whosoever believes on him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And then even when he left, he was thoughtful enough to send the comforter, to keep us comforting as what we're, keep us comforting as we're going through our situations down here today.
We thank you that we can rely on your Holy Spirit to lead us and to guide us and to embrace us, dear God, as we go through troublesome times down here, which was predicted in the Bible. None of this is a surprise to us. None of this is a surprise to you, God. But we thank you that you have prepared us. We thank you that you have prepared us to get through these situations by sending your comforter. And we'll be ever so careful to give you the honor, the praise, and the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you.